All right, if you would, open up your uh, Bible to Psalms 127. We're going to kind of bounce around today. We'll start off with 127, 128, and see where this kind of takes us. I'm going to read some verses that makes absolutely no sense to people today. All right. Verse 3, it says, Lo, children are the inheritance of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is, uh, is his reward. As the arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of thy youth. Happy is the man that has his quiver full of them. This, this is an odd statement for people today. Uh, um, people are not happy about having children. We see today in society, people will, the, the new trend nowadays is people will have kids, the grandparents will raise the kids. The parents will spend all this time that they're having kids, living life, partying it up, doing whatever they want to do with no thought of the children. Matter of fact, if they don't have parents that are responsible to take care of the kids, then nobody really takes care of the kids. I mean, within the past week, I've seen a really bad child abuse. Somebody take a three-year-old kid and just completely not take care of them. And then the other child understands that if mommy or daddy's passed out, the younger child don't need to see that and they realize the parents may or may not be dead from drugs. People today, they don't, they don't care about children. And it, it is more and more accepted in our society. You drive down the road, you see billboards in certain places that talks about you know, the abortion pill. You see abortion clinics, people just left and right. I mean, we've installed a box at the fire department to drop off children. And this is an exciting thing because this is going to save lives. I mean, let's just sit there and let's just think about that for a second. This is exciting news. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking bad about this. I am glad. I mean, if somebody's going to drop a kid off, I'd rather drop it off there then throw the kid in the dumpster. But this is good news for society that we've got a place where we can drop a kid off. A baby. We talk about all the things wrong with society and how we're going to fix all the things with society and what society needs. Society needs to realize that family is important. Society needs to see we're so backwards in everything. Family is nothing. Connor, how many people, how many times have you seen law enforcement, family call the cops on each other and just absolutely hate each other? I ain't even been in law enforcement and I've already seen this enough just to aggravate the living daylights out of me to the point where I'm telling people you ought to be ashamed of yourself. I'm talking brothers and sisters, you know, the parents against the children calling the law on each other. And they have to have the law there to keep the peace. I mean, that's, that's our job. We stand there and we're, 
as soon as somebody starts writing, lower it down. Keep it civil. Family. I mean, this is a normal family life in society. And we wonder why whenever people hear about the church and, oh, the church is like a family and, you know, we're brothers and sisters, why people start running to the churches? Because their idea of family and the Bible's idea of family is two different things. I understand why. I understand a lot of things a little bit better and I want to understand them more, Connor, trust me. But it aggravates me. But here we, we see it talking about, you know, children are inheritance, they're reward. You know, it's a mighty man going out to war. He wants a quiver full of arrows. Families don't have traditions like they used to. They don't do stuff. A family can sit in a house, in the kitchen, in the living room, and be miles apart from each other. Because everybody... When you walk into a house, and, and I'm guilty of this just as much as the next person. That's why I'm talking about it. We'll all be like this. Every single one of them. The kids will be on tablets or the kids will be on something. Mom and dad be sitting next to each other. They'll be doing this. See, talk to my grandparents which I got to see last night, early. When they were younger, they sat down. This is my table, Chad, sorry. And this is what they sit around. I'd say, blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his way. This is uh, Psalms 28. For thou shalt eat the labors of thy hand, happy shall thou be. And it shall be well with thee. Thy wife shall be, be as fruitful, be a fruitful vine by the sides of thy house. Thy children like an olive plant around the table. The missing thing is God. Everybody is running around crazy. There's no family life. They don't understand how a family works. I mean, we look at the first family, Adam and Eve. I wish Brother Denny was here because he could talk about this a little bit better because he was there when this happened. I think he officiated their wedding, didn't he? Uh, Brother Denny, I hope you're watching this. In uh, Genesis uh, 2, 23, it says, And Adam said, This is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she's taken out a man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall become one flesh. They don't do that. People look at marriage in a way like, if it don't work out. I've heard so many people say, we're getting married. Well, congratulations. Yeah, if it don't work out, we'll just get divorced. And, and, and then we wonder why when people have kids, why they're dropping them off at boxes or dumpsters. They're leaving them at the hospital. They're leaving them at fire departments. Because if, if we're looking at our spouse, the one that we're supposed to leave our family and become one flesh with, and, you know, this is supposed to be the person that completes us, this is, this is our soulmate, 
and we're looking at them like, oh, if it don't work, we'll just toss them to the side. We wonder why they're just saying. Sorry, that case really aggravated me. Some people just need... But anyways, besides the point. This is why. Nobody takes anything family serious. I said I was going to pick on you, Brother Lloyd. And um, I'm not really picking on you. I'm not a smith, but y'all have a tradition. Every Monday, don't y'all eat dinner together? Your whole family? See, I like fall. My favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. Okay. And it's not even so much the food, but the family comes together. Everybody comes together. Everybody gathers around. Everybody's nice to each other. I like that. Now that I was telling Aaron yesterday, now that I got a new job, I got time off. I got I got set days off. Now I'm I'm I hadn't focused on my family as much as I should. And there's things that I haven't done that I'm gonna start doing. And I have completely taken the focus off of mowing the yard, but that's for a different day, okay? That day will get here eventually. But I, I'm sitting and I'm enjoying spending time with my kids. I'm taking them to parks. I'm spending time with them. I'm spending time with my wife. And I know, what does this have to do, you know, me spending time with my wife and stuff like that have to do with the way society is? Everything. See, we, we've read in Genesis before, and I preached on this before, Genesis 11, You know, I preached on um, on Nimrod. See, Nimrod, this was right after the flood. You remember the Tower of Babel? Nimrod makes himself to be a god. And he convinces everybody to, well, the mass majority of the people to worship him. Right? Okay. The cool thing about Nimrod is that it gives a genealogy. Um, Nimrod's dad, verse 8, it says, Cush begat Nimrod. He began to be a mighty one in earth. Right? He says, he was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Wherefore, it was even said, even as Nimrod, mighty hunter before the Lord. He was against God. He was a mighty hunter. So we see his dad is Cush. Then we see the son of Ham is Cush. And Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Josephat. So here's Grandpa who was on a boat with the, you know, seen the flood, seen what happened. He let his family fall apart. And then look where it went. So many times when people hear about family and you talk to somebody and everybody's got this crazy viewpoint that Christianity is just horrible to women. I, I mean, I'm being as honest as I can be. Well, y'all, 
And they'll sit there, and this is the verse. They'll say, they'll say Ephesians 5.22, Wives, submit yourselves unto your husbands as unto the Lord. Oh, man, they gotta, they got to submit. they got to be under your foot. You, you tell your wife to jump. She says, when do you want me to land? That's the mentality. I know you're looking at me because I know you don't believe that. You've read the rest of it. This, this, is, this is the mentality. They don't understand how a family is, but once again, you've got to think, most people, their family lives were not like ours. Okay, if it didn't work out between mom and dad, you know, some of the people I've been in school with, they've been married several times. I'm not saying anything bad about people being divorced. But a lot of their ideas when they went into marriage was if it doesn't work, I'm going to toss it aside. A lot of people that I went to school with have children out there that neither one of them raised and they don't even care about. And So when I talk to them about Christianity, they think about this right here. But it says, you know, why submit yourselves unto your husbands as unto the Lord? It says, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their husbands in everything. Now, at least you can quit giving me evil looks now. But here's the thing. Husbands, love your wives. They, they, they forget this. Husbands, love your wife, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. See, a lot, a lot of things that get fixed in, in society, it's if actually... Mom and dad loved each other properly. If kids grow up and they say, okay, dad loves mom so much he's willing to die for mom. Mom loves dad so much. But there's also a verse ahead that's really going to be the key to having a successful family, and that's in verse 21. It says, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord. Mom and dad both fearing God. Mom and dad both worshiping God together. If we get our priorities in straight where our focus is on God, and I know I'm talking to a bunch of people who have successful families in here. Smith, I feel like your family's successful. Miguel, I think yours are So why in the world am I preaching this? I mean, here it is. It's in there talking about husbands love yourselves much. All right. We've um, skipped down. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. For he that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man has yet hated his own flesh, but nourish it and cherish it, even as the Lord, even as the Lord, the church. We're supposed to take care of our wives like ourselves. Now, last time I checked, I don't know about y'all, which I admit, I'm starting to slowly believe I may be crazy. If I'm going to die for something, I'm not going to treat it like garbage. Do me and my wife have fights? Yes, we're getting arguments. We're getting disagreements. It's going to happen. I'm stubborn. I'm bullheaded. I'm not the smartest person. But I love my wife. My kids may see us get into a little argument, but they know dad loves mom. 
And that's what kids ought to say. It's just crazy. We don't see this. Is she over elbowing you in the ribs or something? Oh, you're over there, okay. But it's crazy we don't see this in society. So when we do invite people to church, we have to realize when we talk about this is like family, we need to throw in consideration what their family life may be like. We may have to show them that there's a different way a family is. Now, I tell people all the time, because I hear a lot of people that I work with say, well, Baptists are real bitter and griping. How do I act? They're actually convinced I probably don't have a bad day. I go to work. I'm all happy. I'm yes, sir. No, sir. I'm just the way I am. I have bad days, but I'm still polite. I tell them, I said, a lot of people at my church like me. I said, are you going to find a grumpy person? Yeah, you'll probably find a grumpy person. It's going to happen. You're going to find that everywhere. But trying to invite them to church and explain to them, oh, there's a lot of people like me. Well, I have this problem. I don't care. There's only one problem I care about. And that's what's going to happen to you when you die. Well, I'll do this, that, and the other thing. I don't care. That will get sorted out down the road. If a person quits smoking because Joey wants them to quit smoking, they quit for the wrong reasons. If they quit, and they're not going to be successful at it either, but if they quit this, that, and the other thing, smoking, drinking, running wild, because they got saved and they realized God wants them to quit doing that, what's the success rate of that going to be? It's why we have to be out knocking on doors. We have to teach people. We have to get people in the church. We have to teach people what a family is. And it's sad that we're at that point in society where something that was common and basic knowledge of what family is and how family should be. It makes me so mad when I get a call and I have to go out there and I have to be a peacekeeper with the family ordeal. I had to sit there and look at them people and say, you know, you can lose everything you got, but what you're left with is your family. People will break up their homes over $50. A, a kid will hate their parents over money. A parent will hate their kids over money. They will get into fights over money. And it ain't even got to be a large amount of money. And I'm not even saying a large amount of money should justify it. There's no love in family. And the only way to get these people turned around and the only way to get them to know what love is is to point them to God. God is love. Take every chance you can to witness to people. Take every chance you can to love your family. Because one thing, y'all started out with two people, right? Just y'all two. How many kids? Five. Five. Wow. Uh, how many people's in your family now? Okay. We apparently got a free homework lesson the other day. My grandparents got married a little, um, 
I don't know, 70 years ago. It was just two people, Paul and Ann Corbett. Today, 72 or 75 people are alive because of them too. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people have influence. Y'all were, you know, said something to go in there. Think about that for a second. Y'all too. How many kids? Two. All right. How y'all act and how y'all behave. And if y'all stay in church. If y'all raise y'all's family in a godly manner. How many people you think will probably get saved just off the testimony of mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, which is y'all? First Bible I ever got was from my grandma. One thing I always remembered was grandma, she had this big Bible in her house. And uh, she read it. And she would read stuff out of it to me. My grandma's still alive. She's almost 90. She gave me that Bible. I've got it at my house put up. But godly influence that a family has. I mean, that's the same as Miguel. That's the same as Connor. I mean, y'all got one kid. Y'all got two. The influence that y'all have, Bear, same with you. You and Allie. The influence y'all have. There might be 70 people one day alive because of y'all. And people's going to remember y'all. How y'all treated each other. It's a small way to change the world, but it's a way. It's discouraging as all get out inviting people to church. I'm going to tell y'all that right now. I am very discouraged. I have invited people and I have invited people and I have invited people. I've, I've been at people's house talking to them, dealing with them, and tell them to come to church. It would help. I've yet to see a person walk through the door. And it's very discouraging. I'm not going to lie, I would like to just quit even saying anything. I really would. But, if I quit, there might be that one person God wanted me to reach that could change everything. You can use your family as a way to witness to people. People can come around and invite them over to eat. That's the only thing I have success with. You tell somebody food. I've done found out how to get people to work at my house and everything. So no else cooking. You want to come over? Oh, yeah, yeah. We ain't got nothing done. Okay. Before we eat, we got to move this. Invite people over. I mean, y'all understand. Like, people that I've been around y'all's house... And been around y'all. Go down there, hang around Connor. Just the testimony him and his family have. Yes. That says a lot. 
Miguel and his wife, testimony they have. That says a lot. You get unbelievable. They're going to coming over your house and eating. They're going to look and they're going to notice you're different. I mean, that's just the truth. We've got to get creative. We've got to get people. The only way people are going to quit throwing babies away, the only way people are going to quit dropping them off, the only way people are going to quit beating their wives and wives are going to quit beating their husbands, and that happens, by the way. And it, it could be, honestly, it could be a guy the size of Alan getting beat up by a girl the size of Candace. I have seen it. The only way it's going to stop is we have to show people. Yeah, well, I know you've been beating up the Marine. We got to get people in church. We got to get people. We got to get people saved. It's discouraging. But you go out and witness people, you don't know if you're planting a seed, you don't know if you're watering, you don't know if you're going to see the harvest of it. But the thing is, is don't need to stand before God one day, like I said, and not have an excuse. You got to keep on. I know it's kind of crazy little subject and it's kind of bouncing around. I just kind of got irritated by a lot of stuff that I've seen here lately. And that's the problem is people don't understand that you're supposed to love one another. They don't understand the importance of family. Our family lives should be something that a lost person sees and they ought to be able to see Christ in our family lives. Not because we got scripture on the wall, not because this, that, and the other thing, but because of the way we live our life, the way we love each other, and just the stuff that we do. I mean, how many people y'all ever see at a restaurant bow their head and pray? You don't see that many. You know, I've the PD, we, we try to eat a meal together. They're real big on family there. So they uh, so we eat a meal. And so the, they all start digging in. I'm waiting for the last person to get there. They pray. And now they watch me. and they're, they're waiting for me to pray and then they'll eat. Noel brought us food up there one night to eat. And what sergeant say? He said, can you pray so we can eat? <laughs> they can tell I'm a little bit different other than the slow speech. Matter of fact, the dispatch told me, they said the one person who does not have to repeat driver's license numbers is the guy that repeats driver's license numbers. But they're, they, they'll, they'll make fun of me. They'll pick at me about my, the way I talk. Connor doesn't... Connor thought I was messing with him when I said I stutter. I just... I have trouble speaking a lot of times. But they'll make fun of me for how slow I am when I'm talking. One, one, yeah, I know it does. One cop, he's sitting there. He walked up when I started shift, and he just... 218, sir, see... Yeah. Yeah. But they also, uh, 
I talked to dispatch. I'll say, yes, ma'am. People who are younger, me, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. They're making fun of me for that. Oh, Mr. Polite. But they know something's different. A lot of them know I went to church before I haven't told them I went to church. Just because I try to be polite. I don't speak like them. I try not to speak like them. I'm telling you, sometimes it's hard. I mean, you don't understand whenever it's, it's just foul language all the time. You really got to watch it. I had a dispatch. She's like, well, why don't you cuss? And we already had one person cussing that talked real slow. I said, he did not sound intelligent, did he? No. People who talk this slow do not sound intelligent. And then you add bad language, it really sounds horrible. I said, but also, I said, if I'm out witnessing somebody or I'm out preaching and I'm, I cuss, I said, how's that going to affect people? I said, if you were in my church and, and I was preaching and I was up here cussing, I said, would you, would you listen to what I say? No. It's like, that's my point. And it is hard. But we've got to get out. We've got to knock on doors. We've got to get out. We've got to get talking to people. We can't get discouraged. I admit, I'm discouraged. I just Some days I just want to throw in the towel, but I'm not going to quit. One of these days, somebody's going to come in. They're going to be like, oh, that one cop told me. You've had that. Connor's a re- Connor's, he's a really good cop. I've got to give him credit. I've, I've never seen somebody write a guy a ticket and the guy thank him for the ticket. Or a guy arrest a guy and then the guy comes to church. So, I'm hoping one day I'm going to see somebody come in. Ever somebody that I've arrested, somebody that I've talked to. Love to see some of my coworkers come. I don't know how much time it's going to take, but I ain't going to give up on them. But that's what we have to do. We have to get them in the door. We have to teach them. They have to learn what family is to be able to end some of the craziness that is our society. Connor, I picked on you a lot today. Will you uh, pray for us, please?